0: Audioversity, the voice of Reichman University.
1: Film fanatics. fanatics. From the silver screen to your earphones, with Alan Azulai and Gal Balaban.
0: Welcome back to Film Fanatics, where we talk about the movies that have us obsessed, excited, and inspired. I'm Alan.
1: I'm Gal. Today we'll be reporting about some movie news as well as the current state of Marvel's Phase 4.
0: That's right. We'll do that by reviewing both Ms. Marvel and Thor Love and Thunder.
1: The Sony Madam Web movie has us very curious. And now one more reason to get excited about it, which is... I don't know how excited we are, but Adam Scott has joined the cast. Uh, Dakota Johnson is Madam Web. And Sidney Sweeney is also in the movie. Especially after the Venom movies and Morbius, I don't know what to say about these. Like, this is gonna have to be really good for me to to give a shit. Yeah, I don't know, man. Why does Why does every villain need a need a thing? Like, are we be- gonna see Craven hunt animals for thirty I, minutes and then he I gets don't bit know. by a lion? I don't know anymore. I don't
0: know, man. Because like, if they wanted to do like other Spider-Man characters, they could have done spider woman they could have done uh spider gwen they could have done like just so many other heroics that they technically own i don't know why they keep trying this stupid villain thing. there's
1: a pitch spider woman versus madam webb like why not yeah but don't call it that
0: just call it spider woman
1: (laughs) no exactly but but why do we need an origin of how she was bit by a spider and i don't know much about madam webb except that she's gonna look like dakota johnson
0: (laughs) which is stupid because she's old as hell in the comics she's like 80. (laughs) captain america 4 uh got a director julius ona he's more of like an indie director um
1: he directed cloverfield paradox the third one did. that came on netflix uh nobody really liked it i did not watch it. um I thought it was fine. It wasn't that great. But what's her name? Gugu Mbatha-Raw was good in it. It has a lot of people.
0: Oh, she's from Loki.
1: Yeah. She was good in it, but it's easily the worst Cloverfield movie. Not great. And then he directed a movie called Loose with Naomi Watts. I watched it on a plane, actually. It's a really interesting thriller with uh, Kelvin Harrison Jr. When he goes to track records, he's made like a really not good movie and then a really great movie. But I trust the guy. Okay. I'm excited to see Anthony Mackie do more action now that he's Captain America. Maybe Ooh. cross over with another hero in this movie. Yeah. You know how much we love the Hunger Games here because we're always talking about the the prequel movie. No, they they just keep adding cast members. Now they have Peter Dinklage as Dean High Dean Highbottom. Having read the book, I don't remember exactly what he does, but he's like in charge of the games or something. Like I said before, I'm curious about this Hunger Games prequel, especially because I like the world-building that went into the last ones and I enjoyed seeing them in theaters, but I don't know if it'll even justify its existence because that's rare for, for origin movies. Let's move
0: on to better properties. <laughs> so Dune 2 has begun filming, uh, finally. Uh, I think it was a mistake to not shoot part 1 and 2 back to back
1: I mean it's still coming out next year, but the weight is the weight is hurting us
0: yeah it's hurting us so bad that I started reading the book
1: <laughs> I rewatched the movie yesterday we just talked about this like the Dune train is not ending now this is like the current Star Wars Lord of the Rings for us
0: uh, yeah like right now uh, especially after the very lackluster Obi-Wan Kenobi Dune is my new Star Wars <laughs> <laughs> yeah Let's talk a little bit more about like some SDCC for those of you that aren't, you know, that's the San Diego Comic-Con that's coming up.
1: Yeah, so basically Marvel is having a panel at Comic-Con, which is pretty common. Yeah, Saturday 5 p.m.
0: in, I guess, L.A. time. Or San Diego time.
1: I will be there front row. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, We're yeah, unofficial correspondents like a week later or something. I'll probably wake up and see it on social media. But there's a lot of excitement because uh, the Fantastic Four movie, uh, hopefully some news will come on that. I heard a rumor that Bryce Dallas Howard was in talks to direct. I don't know how reliable that was. Alan just told me before about who might be playing The Thing.
0: Yeah, there's a rumor floating around that Jason Siegel from How I Met Your Mother is supposed to play the
1: thing. That would be
0: hilarious. I'd be down kind of. That would be really be hilarious. But, um yeah. hopefully
1: they announce the main four. Um uh, maybe we'll find out if Dr. Doom is involved in no, the first No, but the movie. the
0: rumor is that they're not gonna announce the main four now. They're gonna announce them at D twenty three later on and uh, on August I think.
1: Yeah, I think D twenty three will be the bigger announcements, and this will just be sort of a a tease, I guess. Like Black Panther trailer will probably be sooner because the movie's also three months away. And yeah, I think it,
0: they're gonna like. I think you wrote it in our notes that we might get a th- get, we might get a trailer
1: for that. So and then maybe like a title for the next Captain America movie and the next Blade movie. Um, maybe like more info on the cast because all we know is Mahershala Ali is in it and then I know Delroy Lindo joined but I'm sure they'll get other big stars as well. Do you think Kid Harrington is in it? That's it seems like that's what they were setting up for from Eternals so I hope so but also like they haven't really announced the future of the Eternals and is that gonna tie into Blade or is that gonna be Eternals 2? Because I don't know because they they keep
0: doing that they keep putting those credit scenes and a lot of them just need just lead to nothing like where's the vulture why is he at sony now we had a great
1: post credit scene they should have saved him to face off a rematch against tom holland i don't know why why it's better for vulture to hang out with jared leto now so we're starting with our miss marvel review right um i just Came off of a binge from the last couple episodes today. I watched it all in a couple of days. It's not really the brown girls from Jersey City to save the world.
0: That's a fantasy too.
1: Did something happen
0: to you? No. Why? Did you hear something? Come on mom. What does
1: it feel like? Cosmic.
0: What is? What are your general thoughts on it?
1: Let's first talk about uh, Iman Vellani as Miss Marvel. I feel like this is the best casting they could have done. Like, she's just so much fun to see on screen. She's really energetic and, like, kind of, as an actor, she seems very, like, larger than life, very bubbly. Uh, I feel like she's going to fit perfectly with Brie Larson in the next movie. Also, her friends. Like, um, her friendship was really sweet. And her family, because... um, the actress who plays her mom, first of all, is really good. And her dad. I love the dynamic because it's not just like her, like they're mad for the whole movie and then they just mend their relationship. Like their relationship actually grows throughout the whole season, which I thought was pretty sweet. And it's not just another like turning red.
0: Yeah, uh, it was pretty good. Uh, Iman Vellani, like you said, perfect casting. Like I don't think there is anyone else in this work that can play this character, this character better than her.
1: Also, like I said, um, Amir, the brother, I really enjoyed him for some reason.
0: He was funny. He was like uh, he was a funny character. Uh, there was some funny stuff also with uh, with Bruno, who's also friend zoned in yeah. the comics. We don't talk uh,
1: about Bruno,
0: <laughs> and uh, all the boys in her life. Yeah, I felt like this was as much as I enjoyed it. I felt it was definitely geared more to like Gen Z kids
1: and the conflict they really phoned (sighs) it in the villain sucked what the like (sighs)
0: overacting galore oh my god so bad it was very
1: inconsistent the direction they took each episode with the villains like like in one episode like they're getting to this dimension (laughs) and then they're then they're like i won't really spoil anything but like then like people are in danger and then whatnot like I just couldn't care less it didn't feel like there was much tension getting to the final episode. I just cared to see the the heroes and the family and the the lead character do their thing. Yeah. As much as as much as I cared about um seeing like a villain conflict.
0: Yeah, I get the message it was pretty in your face, like how the American government treats people of the Islamic faith. Like that was basically the whole thing.
1: Also, the Department of Damage Control just got on my nerves in this Wha- There
0: were no reason for them to be that
1: racist. <laughs> yeah, I, I really got into... Especially because her boss is yeah, he's, is an Arab he's gentleman. <laughs> yeah, the guy from Succession, literally, um, he was in No Way Home also.
0: It was very well directed. The pace was overall pretty good. There were some episodes that I thought dragged a little bit, but overall the pacing was good. The casting was, like, really good. Like, everyone besides the villains.
1: Like, the conflict in those last couple episodes, I just really couldn't get on board with the direction they were going with it because I didn't get the stakes. I didn't get like, the direction that those yeah. characters that were imposing the conflict going. Like, it felt like it could have just been resolved in a second, and it did. Yeah. But, <laughs> um, and And that's why I cared more about seeing Miss Marvel suit up, seeing her hang out with her friends and family.
0: One place there is an inconsistency going on, what is happening with Marvel's VFX? (laughs) Why are they so bad?
1: Yeah, it's not as much about, like... For me, I didn't care as much about the green screen or anything in this, but... It was pretty bad, though. (laughs) uh, I, I guess I didn't notice that as much. It just felt like some of the action, like the storyboarding like it wasn't that memorable that's
0: exactly no but i mean also like the cgi the cgi is so
1: bad in this show
0: overall i think it was a good enough show like considering what we're getting from the mcu right now
1: to be honest there's not a single marvel show that i've disliked so far um miss marvel might be on the lower end but i still thought it was fun and the family dynamics were complex and the characters were really sweet
0: do you know what you are
1: so how about that thor guy thor love and thunder i finally saw it because i was on a long trip and so i saw it yesterday we both took a, a
0: while to see this one didn't yeah
1: we? i was surprised i thought you were like, gone on the first day but i was in africa and you were here nobody well, wanted to come I? with me oh that's tough <laughs> if i was here because we we went to no we went to come but like
0: we had a whole group and that was the problem we had a group of too many people so we had to figure out a date that all of us could go
1: honestly i didn't have my expectations enormously high i just hoped to have like fun and laugh at it and i did but also like it fell slightly below my expectations but it still wasn't too high expectations i guess i was just hoping to have fun because i'll get to my complaints about like, the franchise as a whole later. But overall, I think Taiko Waititi directing this movie was a saving grace. Like, if he had not directed this, and this would have just been boring in general.
0: The thing is, it, 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 I don't like saying this because Taiko Waititi is one of my favorite directors working today. And you're right. As a director, great job, right? He directed his actors really great. Uh, he action scenes were great. Like, as a director, he did great. I don't know if I like the script, <laughs> especially if you compare it to Ragnarok, which was uh, what we are all we were all going to do that. Yeah, Thor of course Ragnarok we were going to do that. It's I the same say, one of the
1: funniest action movies in a long time.
0: Ragnarok had a great balance of drama, comedy, like moments of levity but like also a lot of, a lot of moments of like grief and serious moments. And when you throw a joke in there, that's when the joke works better right R- because if it's joke the whole movie the jokes are not gonna land as well like if you if you're tense and you hear a joke then you loosen up it's better but if you just loose the whole movie Ragnarok maybe was like 65% comedy 35% drama and this was like 90%? 85 to yeah. 90 to 10% Thor
1: Odinson. he was no ordinary man he was a god after saving planet Earth for the 500th time, Thor set off on a new journey. Well, he got in shape. He went from dead bod to god bod. And after all that he reclaimed his title as the one and only Thor. Oh, spoke too soon. Jane? Like I said, I don't think another Thor movie would have worked that much for me without Taika Waititi's style and his humor. That being said, I do think it's my least favorite Taika Waititi movie that I've seen just because he has a lot of great movies. Here's the thing, though. The drama in this movie is not as interesting, to be honest. But it's
0: supposed to be. That's the problem. (laughs) I think if he had more time to breathe, it would have been interesting. Jane's story in the comics... With the cancer, Gore's story is supposed to be this terrible thing, like, and you get a little bit of that. Like, he gets darker, he kills, like, a bunch of gods, he has a personal beef with Thor, which isn't the case here. And, I don't know, I feel like they try to cram too much into this film. I don't think you can do Gore and Jane in the same movie.
1: Yeah, I think we should have seen more scenes with Gore alone, like him him just dealing with himself. Um, and killing gods? He, and killing he didn't gods. kill a single fucking god. He killed one dude. <laughs> the he whole movie. one bitch the whole movie. He's supposed to be the god butcher. Yeah, we should have seen more butching, butchering. <laughs> Christian Bale was great, let me just say. Yeah, he was. He was my favorite part, and I think they mostly did him justice, besides they could have given him a little more time just... Just him not just him fighting thor but like also to develop him because you actually see his reason for hating gods and thinking that the universe is better off without them that's really interesting but the movie is like insisting on being more about thor and jane and again like that's jane having mean. cancer should be really powerful she has a great moment where she's acting and she's vulnerable but overall them as a romance just didn't click for me as much as like Tom Holland and Zendaya. It feels like most of Thor's arc has ended after Endgame, And it feels like this is like the victory lap slash epilogue for Thor. And they should have treated it more like it is and not say, but it is not build it up. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. They shouldn't be building up more Thor movies to this. It feels like, like they only have so much left to address for him, which is why this isn't as good as Ragnarok because it, it's trying to be the epilogue, and then it isn't. He has, like you said, he has no character growth in this movie. And he
0: had is he even a character anymore? He's a dumbass in Infinity War and Endgame. Mm-hmm. He's not just a punchline. Yeah. In this movie, he's a he reverts back to being a punchline. He's supposed to have learned with all the shit that he's been through. And I don't see, I don't see like he has. Yeah,
1: they're joking a lot like Thor's sad a lot and i'm like wait but i thought he was like growing past his grief exactly in in endgame seeing that they want to do more with thor like i don't know man it seems like it's a bit much
0: yeah it has no seriousness nothing has weight you are not like the other gods
1: that kill because i have something worth fighting for Overall, look, Thor Love and Thunder, I can't say I didn't have a fun time with it because it did, like, entertain me and I I had some funny moments with it and I thought it was sweet. But, like you said, it is kind of a mess. Like, all the things they try to shove in in less than two hours, which, if they had added a couple scenes, I feel like it would have felt a little more natural. And the pace doesn't flow as well as it did in Ragnarok, even though the visuals are pretty imaginative and... Taika gives the characters a lot of heart. One more thing I will say is the soundtrack. I really like the soundtrack. A lot of Guns N' Roses.
0: Let's get into the MC for a little bit. <laughs> I feel like they're prioritizing quantity over quality for sure at an alarming rate
1: each property ties into two spinoffs each now and they have to have like a cameo per property and um, like some sort of side character or line or reference and um, five Disney plus airings three or four movies it's just too much. Too much greed, and I know that they want to say, "Oh, look, the MCU is expanding after Endgame. We're not going smaller, but we're going bigger." But you don't have to prove that to us. You have a loyal fan base. Give your stuff time to breathe, and don't like force too many setups into something because then you could also make your things feel important while you're watching them, and not just and not just say, "Oh, we made this because we want to tie it into X movie or X show that we're going to announce in two days' time."
0: Yeah, exactly, like, um, it's too much, and, uh, I feel like the MCU needs to, like, take a step back right now.
1: Also, I feel like they need to, like, give finality to some characters. I think they should pretty soon stop using this main six Avengers, and, um, I don't know why War Machine is still around, um, but yeah. I think he's supposed to teach
0: the new, the new Ironheart on the... On the show, I'm not sure.
1: See, like, just get a, like, get her a mentor that ties her into her life. Like, why do... Like, I get that. Like, War Machine cameoing in Falcon and the Winter Soldier was sweet. We don't need his own Armor Wars show. Yeah, that, that's a bit much. Like, um, that's honestly more unnecessary than Thor 5.
0: Yeah. Like, I feel like you're right. We need the finality as well. Like, James Gunn said that the Guardians... The next Guardians movie is supposed to be the last one. Hopefully that's the case.
1: Even Bucky, he's been around for 10 years. How much more can you do with him? Like Moon Knight, Shang-Chi, Miss Marvel. People will get excited about new characters if you hype them up right, if you develop them. So yeah, um, that's our thoughts on the Marvel Universe right now. But look, go see Thor Love and Thunder. I'm sure you'll at least have fun. Uh, We're a bit nitpicky, but you know, there's some genuine some genuine pros and cons there, and yeah, Miss Marvel is now on Disney+, Plus. even though um, I think you should prioritize watching Moon Knight.
0: Yeah, I agree completely, but like, yeah, I, I'm a little bit more on the bad side of Thor than you are. Like, sure, you go have a couple of laughs, but like...
1: Alright, um, we'll yeah. see you soon with our TV-themed episode, now that the Emmy nominations are announced. Um... So yeah, more exciting stuff coming to you from the Film Fanatics, who are me, Gal.
0: And me, Alan. I promise I'll be less grumpy in the next one.
1: Yeah, we were, I think I got the most grumpy I've ever been, besides Morbius, but fuck, why do I keep bringing up Morbius? Okay, bye guys. Let
0: it die.